This podcast is brought to you by Knowledge at Wharton. For more information, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu. Ranking employees. Why comparing workers to their peers can often backfire. We live in a world full of benchmarks and rankings. Consumers use them to compare the latest gadgets. Parents and policymakers rely on them to assess schools and other public institutions. And sports fans like them for help in sizing up their favorite teams. But what about when rankings are used at the office for appraising staff performance? It's often assumed that employees who are benchmarked against each other work harder to either hang on to a high ranking or raise a low ranking. However, Iwan Baranke, a management professor at Wharton, calls that assumption into question in a new study titled Rankings and Social Tournaments, Evidence from a Field Experiment. Quote, Many managers think that giving workers feedback about their performance relative to their peers inspires them to become more competitive, to work harder, to catch up, or excel even more. But in fact, the opposite happens, says Baranke, whose previous research and teaching has focused on personal and labor economics. Workers can become complacent and demotivated. People who rank highly think, I am already number one, so why try harder? And people who are far behind can become depressed about their work and give up. Baranke's interest in rankings as a motivational tool intensified during the aftermath of the 2008 financial crisis, which, quote, showed us that offering employees financial incentives based on their performance can have unintended consequences, he notes, referring to the sky-high bonuses earned on Wall Street in the run-up to the downturn. Quote, the practical question I wanted to answer is, what should employers do to make their employees work harder when financial incentives aren't effective anymore? It is often thought that people care about their status compared to others, that people derive some happiness or dissatisfaction from knowing they are better or worse than their reference group, Baranke states. Of course, rank should matter if money is at stake. But I looked at rank as its own reward. I wanted to find out whether workers truly want to know how they rank against their peers and, if they knew how they ranked, did it cause them to adjust their effort. End quote. Unintended Consequences His study involved 330 employees recruited via Mechanical Turk, Amazon.com's crowdsourcing platform for work conducted and submitted online. Employers post jobs on the website's listings section, most of which involve piecemeal, routine work, such as organizing photos, writing or editing text, and basic data entry. Prospective employers scroll through the list and select the task they want to complete. When workers, also called Turkers, click on a job, they are led to a web page that presents a set of tasks. After completing the tasks, a worker can decide whether to continue on to the next job. The jobs typically pay $0.03 cents to $0.50 cents per task, and tasks usually take between a few minutes to an hour to complete. Among the companies that use Mechanical Turk are Google, Yahoo, and Zappos.com, the online shoe and clothing purveyor. Quote, It's a platform that represents the new frontier of work, Baranke states. The assignments on offer are things you can't program a computer to do. They are tasks that require human input, but they're not worthy of creating an entire job. It's a way for employers to get some back-office work done 
and for workers who need flexibility to make some extra cash. End quote. According to Baranke, using Mechanical Turk for a field experiment is attractive for a number of reasons. First, it's a natural environment in which to study human behavior in a way that laboratory settings aren't able to accommodate. Second, the time frame is short. Experiments can be completed in a couple of hours. Finally, the demographic profiles of the Turkers are generally broader than the conglomeration of workers in most companies or in a group of participants in laboratory experiments. Quote, Most important, Baranke adds, is that the platform gives you data from the real world. Nothing is more compelling than data from actual workplace settings, but getting it is usually very hard. End quote. For his experiment, which lasted two weeks, Baranke advertised jobs on Mechanical Turk that involved analyzing images. Nothing about the jobs appeared to be different from the listings on the site offered by the likes of Google or Yahoo. He paid five cents for every four tasks completed, irrespective of the quality of the responses. In other words, the Turkers made money no matter how well they completed the task. In the experiment's first stage, Baranke posted two identical jobs, but one offered feedback on the worker's accuracy at the end of the assignment, while the other didn't. Because conventional management wisdom contends that people want to know how they rate, Baranke thought the first job would be more popular. Instead, the job without the feedback attracted more workers, 254, compared with 76 for the job with feedback. Quote, This was a surprising outcome but it speaks to the paradigm of revealed preferences, he notes. Economists are usually very skeptical about what people say they will do. We focus on what people actually choose to do. Their choices convey information about what they care about. In this case, it seems that people would rather not know how they rank compared to others. Even though, when we surveyed these workers after the experiment, 74% said they wanted feedback about their rank. End quote. Coming back for more. In the second stage of the experiment, Baranke randomly divided workers into two groups, a control group receiving no ranking and a treatment group receiving feedback with a ranking. He then sent an email to all the workers inviting them to return to do more assignments. The content of all the emails was the same, except that individuals in the treatment group found out how they ranked in terms of their answer's accuracy. The aim was to determine whether giving people feedback affected their desire to do more work, as well as the quantity and quality of their work. Of the workers in the control group, 66% came back for more work, compared with 42% in the treatment group. The members of the treatment group who returned were also 22% less productive than the control group. This seems to dispel the notion that giving people feedback might encourage high-performing workers to work harder to excel and inspire low-ranked workers to make more of an effort. Quote, This indicates that when people are great and they know it, they tend to slack off. But when they're at the bottom and are told they are doing terribly, they are demotivated, says Baranke. His research also challenges the idea that rankings could provide poor-performing employees with empirical feedback that will dissuade them from staying in their jobs, at no great loss for the employer. Quote, there has been this sense that people on the bottom will realize they're in the wrong job and just leave, which would also be beneficial to the company, Baranke notes. There is also the hope that giving feedback about rank helps retain the top performers. But that's not the case, 
Perhaps this is because top performers move on to new challenges and low performers have no viable options elsewhere. Of course, in some instances, providing feedback will be a motivational tool that entices people to work harder. But overall, it does not appear that way, he adds. So the question becomes, is ranking employees worth it? End quote. Baranke notes in his paper that future work needs to be done to test the effect of rankings in other work environments and also to explore whether the underlying parameters can be recovered to pinpoint more detailed mechanisms in the data. Only then can we establish if targeted feedback that takes into account the underlying differences among workers can be established to generate a positive casual effect on performance. At this stage, however, the aggregate result is that feedback about rank is detrimental to performance, he writes. But while his research shows that giving feedback about rank doesn't necessarily lead to increased productivity, it is well documented that tournaments, where rankings are tied to prizes, bonuses, and promotions, do inspire higher productivity and performance. When considering these two things together, a lesson emerges, he notes. Quote, in workplaces where rankings and relative performance is very transparent, even without the intervention of management, it may be better to attach financial incentives to rankings, as interpersonal comparisons without prizes may lead to lower effort, Bronke suggests. In those office environments where people may not be able to assess and compare the performance of others, it may not be useful to just post a ranking without attaching prizes. End quote. The critical lesson for employers is to consider how each employee will respond to feedback and then decide whether sharing that information will be beneficial for everyone involved. Quote, a good employer knows its employees very well and should have a good idea how they will respond to the prospect of being ranked, he says. The key is to devote more time to thinking about whether to give feedback and how each individual will respond to it. If, as the employer you think a worker will respond positively to a ranking and feel inspired to work harder, then by all means do it. But it's imperative to think about it on an individual level. For more business news and analysis from Knowledge at Wharton, please visit knowledge.wharton.upenn.edu.